Well, I hope you're ready for God's word. So I'm feeling this, this holy resistance rise up in my heart to defy the whole spirit of this COVID-19. I'm not talking about defying the government or, or defying any of the good things that are in place to keep people safe and, and healthy like social distancing. No, not the government, but I'm talking about resisting the negative essence and the adverse nature of what this is. This cloud of constriction, this condition of constraint, constantly living with limitation. It just seems like I'm spending so much of my life reacting or deflecting or sidestepping. And I'm tired of being on the defensive and on the back foot and just doing my best, you know, to negotiate and to navigate through this thing. What I want, I want to break through. I want to break through the mental fog and, and the emotional fatigue that has restricted and reduced my world. I feel like I want to do the exact opposite of what this COVID-19 is constraining and compelling me to do. I want to cast this thing off my soul. I want to abound and increase and I want to rise up. And you know what? I want to breathe new air, fresh air in an open space. King David said it like this in Psalm chapter 4 and verse 1. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Now that's what I'm talking about right there. I want God to enlarge me while I'm in distress because distress seems to do the opposite of enlarge me. It's like it shrivels me up. I want my world to enlarge and to expand. I want to I want to live greater. I want to laugh louder. I want to love deeper than I ever did even before a global pandemic came upon this planet. I want my world to get bigger and better, which is contrary to the entire crux of this COVID-19. I like what Isaiah the prophet said in, Psalm, in Isaiah 54 in verse 2. He said, make the tent you live in larger. Lengthen its ropes and strengthen its pegs. Right there. That's what I want to do. I want to make the house I live in larger. I want to make the world I live in larger. I want to lengthen its ropes and strengthen its pegs. I am worn out and weary of being restrained and restricted. I just feel this holy defiance rising up in me. I don't want to just hold on for dear life, hang in there until this thing eventually is over. Just, you know, hang in there, hold your breath until this thing just crashes over and then get back up. No, no. I mean, what does it mean as a Christian to be an overcomer? 
It means you overcome something, right? I mean, what does it mean to be more than a conqueror? Well, it means you get into a conflict and you get into some combat and you overcome, you more than conquer. We read in Romans chapter 8 and verse 37, Paul says, Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors. You know these things that he's talking about two verses before this verse? He's talking about tribulation. He's talking about distress. He's talking about peril, famine, nakedness, the sword. In these things, Paul writes to the Romans. In, he says in all these things, bad things, constrictive things, he said we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then he goes on to say, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor, nor, nor powers, nor things present, and then listen to this, nor things to come. Things present, nor things to come. You know, like things to come in 2020, called COVID-19. He said, not even things to come shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Not only can this not separate the love of God, but it cannot sabotage the work of God. What if, what if we just decided today that we were going to defy the spirit of this wicked thing? What if instead of being bound up, we just go for breakthrough? What if we decided that we are no longer going to live under a dark COVID cloud, but we are going to move into an open heaven of God? What if we ask God to take us from a survival mode to a revival mode? I mean, what if we just stepped out in some ridiculous and radical faith. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do that right now. What if we decided to be in not only four locations, but a hundred locations, defiantly, defiantly, if we cannot open our church in our building, well, what if we open our church in a hundred buildings? What if I were to announce today the newest location of Imagination's church and your home was that location? Now, many of you, when you moved in to your home, whether recently or years ago, you moved in with a sense of God's goodness and blessing over you. And you thought, Lord, thank you for this home. We want to use this home for your glory. Father, we want to fill this home with, with people and we want to serve you. And many, 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 when you, when you moved into your house, you believed that God had given you a home for ministry, a ministry home, a home to serve him. Well, would you open your home as a location of Imagination's church? Would you, 
Open your home as one of our locations for an 845 or a 1045 online service, or perhaps using our pre-recorded uh, uh, website, maybe show the service later on a Sunday afternoon or evening or even later in the week. You see, our homes used to be our base. We used to leave our home and go to work, and go to school, and go to church, and go shopping. And then we'd go to dinner, go to the movies, and then we would come home, usually in the evening, back to our base. But over the past several months, our homes are no longer our base. Our homes have become our hubs. Our homes have become the center and the core and the pivot point of living. Most of our entire lives are being lived right now from this hub of our home. For many right now, many work from home or attend class or school of some kind from home. Join church services from home. Shop from home. Prepare meals from home. Order Uber Eats from home. Stream online movies from home. Do connect group from home. See, our homes have become our hubs. What if your house becomes a hub for God's house? What if we were no longer limited or restricted by our building or worried about how long this thing is going to last? What if instead of waiting for unrestricted meetings, we just radically, ridiculously expand our church into our neighborhoods all over the city. What if we are no longer afraid of the agenda or the schedule or the timetable of COVID-19? Come on, Imaginations Church. What if we just mount up with momentum and move God's kingdom forward in the face of adversity? We can't meet without restrictions in our building. So let's just meet in a hundred buildings. What if the door of your house becomes the door to his house? Uh, are we going to be contained or unrestrained? Are we gonna be restricted? or convicted, flounder or flourish, survive or revive. Now let me show you what happened to one man's life when his house became God's house. He wasn't seeking this, but he was available for this when he was asked. And I'm reading from 2 Samuel chapter 6 and verse 10. So David decided not to move the ark of God into the city of David. No, they just had a go at that. They had not done it right. Some tragic things happened. And so they, they just stopped the procession. They were trying to move the ark of God up to Mount Zion where it would be there in a tabernacle setting uh, uh, under the place David had built for it. So he decides not to move the ark of God into the city. Instead, 
He took it to the house of Obed-Edom of Gath. Obed-Edom was a Gittite from Gath. And so he moves the ark out of the road out of, and moves it into the house of Obed-Edom. So the ark of the Lord remained there in Obed-Edom's house for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and his entire household. I mean, mama got blessed. Everybody got blessed. All the kids got blessed. Everybody was blessed. And King, it, it, we read on. Then King David was told, the Lord has blessed Obed-Edom's household and everything he has because, because of the ark of God. So David went there and brought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with a great celebration. What if we could reach more of your family and friends and neighbors and workmates from our location at your house? What if we could reach more people from a hundred locations than just a few? What if some of our friends right now in Africa or Asia or America gathered people in their homes for online church and became a location for imaginations. What if you did more than just watch our service in your house? What if you used your home to host our service? What if we dedicated our homes to the Lord and for the Lord? What if God has raised you and your family up for such a time as this? What if we lived in a holy defiance and rose above the spirit of this damnable thing called COVID-19? What if we just decide that every single day the joy of the Lord is my strength and my faith is breaking forth and my joy and my strength are increasing and my faith is growing and my joy is not locked down and my faith is not locked down? You know, last February, all of us in our locations fasted for 21 days. We did a fast called a Cornelius fast. I'd never even heard of this fast before, because we had always been doing a Daniel fast, a Cornelius fast, a fast that focused on our family and our friends and our neighbors and our workmates. And so we would fast through the day till about three o'clock. But then in the evening, the focus of the fast was to bring them into our homes. I had no idea in February how prophetic that fast would be by March. You know, the, the Gentile church was birthed, not in Jerusalem, not in the upper room, not on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. No. No, the Gentile church was birthed in Caesarea, in the house of Cornelius, where he had invited his family and his friends as Peter preached and the Holy Spirit fell. As a matter of fact, Look where the church met in the New Testament. 
In Acts chapter 2, verse 46, house to house. Chapter 5, 42, house to house. Chapter 8, verse 3, house after house. Chapter 10, verse 22, in Cornelius' house where the Gentile church was born. In Acts 12, 12, Mary's house, Mary the mother of John Mark. And in Acts 16, 32, in the Philippian jailer's house. In 1640, Lydia's house. 187, Titus Justice's house. In Acts 20, 20, it says they met both publicly and from house to house. In Romans 16, 5, Priscilla and Aquila's house, that was their house number one. And then in 1 Corinthians 16, 19, Priscilla and Aquila's house, house number two. In Colossians 4, 15, Nympha's house. And in Philemon's 1 and verse 2, Philemon's house. In some ways, what COVID-19 means is that the church has left the building. But she has not left the mission or the mandate or the mantle that God has given her. Now, when COVID-19 and all of its restrictions lift, I believe the church will come back into the building stronger, bigger, bolder, braver, and better than she was before she left the building. I believe a harvest is coming to Imagination's church like we've never experienced before. And certainly like Carol and I have never seen in our years, decades now of ministry here as your pastor. And not only that, I believe that harvest is coming to the nations of the world as promised and prophesied in the scriptures. In Matthew 13, 39, Jesus explains the parable of the tares and the wheat. And here's what Jesus says. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. And then this next sentence may be the most powerful sentence ever. Listen to what Jesus then says. And the harvest is the end of the world. I said last week that the sign of the end times is not antichrist and smoke and mirrors and numbers and try to figure out charts. You want to know what the sign is? It's a glorious church fulfilling the great commission and the harvest of the world. Jesus said the harvest of the world. That is what happens at the end. So what if, what if this next Sunday you dedicate or rededicate your house to God and host one of our Sunday services in your home. Come on, we're two or three gather in his name. There he is in the midst. Now, let me just say that before the draconian lockdown in Victoria, our Melbourne location was already doing this and they were nailing it. They were rocking it. They were hosting in church I in Imagination's church, they were hosting in church at home. And I watched them for months just go to another level doing this. I'm so proud of them. And I watched them model this for the rest of us. So look, if it's in your heart to do this, then here's what I want you to know. I trust you. And I believe in the priesthood of the believer. 
I want you to know that I believe that you would be faithful to draw people to Jesus and to our church, not some other agenda. And I believe that you would become creative and innovative on how to grow a location right there in your home. And so, if this is something that you say, yeah, I think I want to do this. Well, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. Number one, set up a room. Number two, serve up some food. And number three, switch on the tube. There you go. Set up a room, serve up some food, switch on the tube. And once you've turned on the online service, help everyone in the room to lean in to the service. Help everyone to get all that they can into it and all that they can out of it. And look, if your home is not adequate or available, you could still host one of our services online with a watch party. And that's what many of you are doing right now. Some don't really have a setup where they could do this. But already, many in our church are hosting watch parties and gathering together online if they can't gather at home. Come on. What if we just cast off a survival mentality and lay hold of a revival mentality? Would you be willing to move out of a comfort zone into a courage zone? Would you let God stretch you and grow you and take you to a new level of serving others? Who has it in their heart to become our newest location? We've been talking about consumers and the consumed. The consumed don't just go to church. They are the church. And 1 Corinthians 3.9 says, you are God's building. Amen.